0: To making good choices podcast, I am your host Sarah Quisera. What's up, guys? Happy New Year! Uh, not New Year's. <laughs> Happy New Year. Is it New Year or New Years? I don't know, but uh, I'm I crack myself up. Welcome to another episode, the first episode of 2022, and it's the first day of the year. I'm so excited. I'm just sitting here having my coffee, and I wanted to invite you guys in to that. <laughs> uh, I, I want to kind of talk to you guys. I want to thank you guys because we have officially gone into another year with this podcast. It hasn't; It's not a year old yet, but we've gone into another year. That's pretty incredible. And I wanted to invite you guys in. I wanted to invite you to have coffee with me. And I wanna talk something um, specific this month about leadership. I wanna talk about leadership, leadership, leadership. It's the very first month of the year. It's something that excites me. It's something that if you are still alive, you're leading something, leadership. I I wanna talk about that. Um, John Maxwell says that leadership is influence. (laughs) So I think about, Influence. What are we influencing? And you're influencing something. Um, even if you don't lead a big team or maybe you're retired, shout out to my parents. <laughs> but they do serve in their church. They are the matriarch and patriarch of our families. They are leading and they do have influence. So I want to go there today and this month. This whole month we're going to be talking about leadership and making good choices and leadership. Um, But since it's New Year, New Year's Day, (laughs) since it's New Year's Day, um, I want to just talk with you guys as I drink my coffee um, kind of about what this year has been like for me. In regards to leadership and what I am expecting moving forward, and I hope that some of the things that I share, you can take and then you can study, you can expound upon, um, ask the Lord to reveal more things to you about it, and then also I'm going to share some podcasts. I'm going to share some things that have helped me this year, um, and I know that they'll be so valuable to you. I'll share those in the show notes as well. So. Let's jump in. Okay, let's talk leadership. As I said, this is just me talking to you guys while I'm drinking my coffee as if you've come over and I'm just talking to my people. Basically, this is your invitation to come over to Uganda. You're basically here with me. I called my bedroom, my studio, (laughs) drinking my coffee, and I want to talk about leadership. There are many, many, many things that have happened this past year, 2021. I know in my life, I had a very dramatic, (laughs) not traumatic, but I'm sure there's parts of it that were traumatic, dramatic 2021, Um, a new marriage, new kids, new church, new country, new home, just a new way of life. Everything is new. And I know that for you, you may not have had such an elaborate 2021, like an elaborate change, but there are many, many things that the Lord wants you to learn from 2021. And he's, he actually set up for you to learn so that in 2022 and moving forward, you can be successful. You can be, as the Bible says, more than a conqueror. You can walk in 2022, so victorious. And in this case, as a leader, victorious as a leader, it is my heart that leaders, will feel so equipped that they will love their people well, lead them well, and that they will constantly be growing and in health. I have been um, in leadership and I remember... I remember there was a time when I was leading that I was unhealthy, so, so unhealthy mentally and emotionally. And I feel bad. Looking back, I feel bad for that team that I was leading. Was it even a team that I was leading? Were they a team? Because I was so unhealthy. But I know that this year is one of the years of just victorious leadership. And so John John Maxwell, as I've spoken, says that leadership is influence. So there are many lives that you are touching. And I know that whoever's listening to this, I appreciate you listening to this. Um, Just kind of hear my heart. hear some things that I've learned, some things that um, God has has taught me throughout this past year so that moving forward, um, we can take these lessons. Now, the first year of anything you know it can be the first year of a job first year in marriage first year on a sports team is called the rookie year now if you're in uganda we don't use the word the term rookie year a lot being a rookie means it's your first time you're new you're fresh um there are things there are mistakes that you can make in your rookie year that the second that it hits to that new second year, you cannot make anymore, <laughs> or at least you can't blame it on your rookie year. You know, there are athletes that move, for an example, from one football team to the next, one basketball team to the next. Now, even though they might have been in the game a long time, it can be their rookie year on that team. Now that means it's their first year i remember when i was teaching my first year teaching i made so many mistakes but i remember the second that i walked into my second year of teaching i could no longer blame the mistakes that i would make on my first year sure i would make many mistakes um in my second year and so on we we all do but you can't blame it on your first year anymore. Actually, you now have a responsibility to teach those who are in their first year. And so I feel like this year there are many people who are starting something new. They are a rookie at something in leading. And actually, it, I think about this podcast. I might feel like I'm speaking to myself because it's just me in my studio. However, I know that this is a form of leadership and this is the way that the world is going. You know, you have an Instagram account, if you're on social media, if you have an Instagram account, you are leading people. There are people who literally, what you say goes into their soul. I wanna think about that. The rookie year teaches us valuable lessons that in our second year we take and we can learn And then we can move forward and we can actually teach those who are in their rookie years. Now, for me, I just completed my rookie year on the mission field in marriage at a new church, new country, everything I just said. Hallelujah. The rookie year is complete. And boy, did I learn a lot, (laughs) which, you know, I can talk about all the things that I've learned in my life, but today we're talking about leadership. Now, The rookie year is over, but I felt a compelling urge to sit down and reflect over this year. This year has changed my life and many of those around me. And so as I sat down, I actually used two different resources, which I will link in the show notes. One resource was the Dream Guide by Jenny Allen. And I used that one to, it's a free PDF. I used it to really spark the creativity um, and the thinking. And then I used what's called, it's a free PDF as well called the year end review. And it's by Greg Bosch. He's a pastor at Elevation Church. I hope I did not butcher his name, but I follow him on Instagram and his leadership content is very, very helpful. So I sit down with the year end review PDF, and there are three parts Remember, reflect, and resolve. And as I sit down and I'm, I'm going through lots of questions, you know, what it does is it takes you back to the throughout the year. You actually use all the pictures from the year um, that you had. You look through, you can even remember the emotions from the pictures. Maybe everybody's smiling in the picture, but you just went through one of the worst days of your life. Or, um, vice versa. Maybe it's a picture of something so basic like your coffee and you just remember, wow, I remember what the Lord spoke to me on that day. Things like that. Reflection, um, it it has you reflect and then you go into the resolving, looking forward into your next year. So it's phenomenal. I'm actually going to use it next year as well, but Yeah, I sit down to do the year-end review, and there are many questions. Actually, I answered many of them in paragraphs and paragraphs. It's actually so interesting to see where I won this year. One of the questions was, where did you win this year? And as I looked back and I used my pictures and social media you know when you really think oh what what happened this year you look back and you see that there was so much good <laughs> it's so helpful and it's so helpful for your mind to see so I got to this question this question said what would you tell yourself a year ago now I could talk about that in regards to my life you could talk about it in regards to your life but I specifically want to talk about it in regards to leadership so So as I come out of this rookie year, I specifically want to talk about this question. What would you tell yourself a year ago in regards to leadership? (laughs) Because I have um, this leadership saying that I always think about. Actually, it, it goes into every area, but I try not to make the same mistake twice. I keep that in my mind. I try not to make the same mistake twice. If I've made the same mistake, twice, that means that there was something that I probably did not learn from a mistake that I previously made. And so as I'm thinking about this rookie year and reflecting, what would you tell yourself a year ago? So I'm going to kind of let you in on, on some context first. You know, I came from a, an amazing team, amazing team in the States. I worked at a great church and This team was awesome. The values were laid out. Everything that the team did aligned itself to the values. And if it didn't, it was so easy to realign and keep moving forward. Um, That's actually how a lot of progress is made. And actually, uh, this team was so great at improving. I love that. And I I love that to this day. It's something that I took um, from that team is to constantly get better. Now, one of the things that many companies, many teams, and especially the one I was on used is technology, right? Even in education in the States, even in, and I'm talking like the Western world, right? Technology. If I would like to meet with you, I send you a calendar invite. I can meet with you. All I have to do is type something in my phone, send it, you can accept or you can deny. And then I don't ever have to talk to you until our meeting. Or we can meet virtually. I don't even have to see you in person. Or we can have a project management system from the very beginning. Of, uh, when it comes to the idea, to the very end, when it comes to the execution, I can outsource work and know that at the end of the day, when the time comes for the project or the event that it will be executed and it will be executed with excellence. Now, fast forward (laughs) to when I came to Uganda. I came to Uganda with so many principles. I was ready. You know, I didn't come here as Sarah on the sidelines. I came here as Sarah, the solution. As we tell you on this podcast, wherever you go, you are the solution to something. You have an answer. You are the missing piece. Well, I came here, and of course, I thought I knew so much. I came with tons of systems and tons of ideas, but the only thing was is that um, one of the biggest changes for me is that there was little technology. When I talk about technology, I mean like electronics, right? There's maybe five or six laptops in our congregation. Not everybody has a smartphone. It's just the way of life here. Um, so that means if, if I want to set up a meeting, instead of sending a calendar invite, what I do is, I my best bet is to see the people on Sunday. <laughs> or to see them um, at some other organized event throughout the week. That is my best bet. Um, or I could buy airtime and try to call them, but if their phone is, is off, you know, that, that's another thing. So that's one aspect. Then we have the project aspect, right? We want to have a big event. Well, I, I really, if I try to send things on, on WhatsApp and say, okay, this is what we're doing for the project. Um, maybe half will receive and then you'll end up with a project with half incomplete. But if you want to execute a project, well, you meet with everybody, you meet with them face to face. There's a lot of taking notes. There's a lot of, uh, conversation and questions, but there's not a lot of typing. There's not a lot of printing. Um, (laughs) not a lot of printouts. Um, It's just a completely different world, completely different. And while both of those worlds are amazing, they literally threw me for a loop. (laughs) They threw me for a loop. The, the benefit of this change that I, um, have experienced is that it strips everything away. You know, the Bible even talks about like silver and gold being refined and, Literally for me, those things being stripped away showed me, okay, do your leadership principles work? Are you a good leader? (laughs) I had to reflect on this. Can you lead a new team? So it was my rookie year. (laughs) Can you lead a new team with limited technology? Can you lead on relationship? Now, I feel like I could write a million pages just on that alone. But there are a few things that have really stuck out to me. One is the spirit of excellence. You know, the same spirit of excellence that we use on my team in the States is the same spirit of excellence here. It's actually from the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of excellence. And when I say that, you know, actually our pastor here is so big on the spirit of excellence. Using what you have and what you have access to to become creative and resourceful and make it so beautiful. You know, we don't even have a church building right now. We are meeting on a construction site. <laughs> we, the, the ground is mud. We have tents um, and we have white plastic chairs. When, when I'm referring to a spirit of excellence here, I'm referring to taking everything that you have already create something that is so beautiful with what God has already given you. Now for us, it looks like using big palm branches to make a floor on the mud. (laughs) And it's actually really, really cool. Making the backdrop, the scenery of the rolling hills in Uganda instead of the construction walls, you know, for that's what it means to us. But what it means means for you is maybe God has been telling you that you have social media, you have influence over those people. You need to be intentional about your leadership. You need to be intentional about starting something new. Maybe, maybe you need to start a podcast. Do you have headphones and do you have a phone? Do you know how to research? You can have a spirit of excellence even when you have very little. Maybe you have one person that you're pouring into. Maybe it's one person. Maybe you have a small team. Maybe you're building something. Well, guess what? You can have that same spirit of excellence, that thing that is actually a faithfulness. A spirit of excellence is faithfulness. Because what you do is you take what the Lord has given you and you multiply it. And that is what the Lord considers the spirit of excellence. And we see that in Matthew whenever whenever the, the um, what do you call it, the boss, whatever. He gives the servants different talents, right? And he comes back and he says, okay, who you've just kept this safe. If all I do is keep the muddy ground and the tents and all of that the same. And I don't increase. What is that showing about my faithfulness in this season? We know that the Bible says when you're faithful with little, you will be faithful with much. And so the spirit of excellence can go across any realm that you're in. And, and I feel like all of us have, you know, no matter what world we're in, all of us can have some excuse. Ah, well, (sighs) It's just going to get muddy or people aren't going to listen to this anyway, or, you know, whatever the excuse is, if you know that you are not being faithful with what you have, if you know that you are not expanding it with a spirit of excellence, then what I, what I love, actually, there's a quote, sorry, I'm catching myself in the middle of sentences today. Um, one of my friends here and close people, she says, conviction is, Actually shows you that there is something more exciting that God has planned, that there is actually something to hope for. So instead of saying, "I know I should should start this podcast," but no, that conviction to start it, that conviction to pour into people, that conviction to change the look of your office, that conviction is actually a sign that there's something exciting that God has in store for you. So, a spirit of excellence. It goes across all worlds. <laughs> so that that's one of the things that I've learned. And the next thing that I have really just, you know, when everything was stripped back, that I really saw to be true is the word of God. Now, I know as believers, no matter where you are, you say, of course, the word of God is true. But I want you to think about it as... Um, the word of God is one big leadership principle. <laughs> you know, there are there's so many leadership principles in the word. Not only does it teach us how to lead people, but also lead ourselves. And really, I've just been anchored to the Bible, been so anchored. If and no matter if I have to give leadership counsel, um, many of you have to give leadership counsel to your teams. Maybe it's to your family. Maybe you have a daughter or son. You know, any kind of leadership advice, nine times out of ten, I'm going to the Word. And before, it wasn't, it, that was not the case before. Yes, they were all biblical principles. Um, but really, I found myself going into the Word on my own and finding these these leadership principles. Well, how can I help Susie and Sally. Well, let me go ahead and and read the Bible. Let me pray. And there's always something that comes. And so my, my next one is from the word, my next, uh, leadership principle that has remained even when all the systems are different. And this one is about endurance. And I know that's so fun. Endurance. It it comes from the book of James chapter 1, Verses 2-4. through And it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or endurance. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I don't know about you, but I want to be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And it doesn't say when you get to heaven. It says... Hey, you count it all joy because these trials test your faith and the testing of your faith produces endurance. And this endurance, now you, you have to let the endurance have its full effect so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. The thing is, is that endurance is hard. You know, the only way to build endurance is, is to go through hard things. You know, I think about running by the way, I'm not a big runner, (laughs) but I think about running. If I want to run longer, if I want to run a marathon, then I have to run more than just my driveway, right? I have to train. I have to let endurance have its full effect. Let endurance have its full effect. When you feel like you're going to give up, let endurance have its full effect. That makes you complete makes you perfect, lacking in nothing, lacking in not even an inch from that marathon, from the end, from the finish line. And, and that's where we are. And for me, endurance has become something that is that is such a gift in this season. It's such a gift in leadership. There's something about endurance that when you know that you are tasked with an assignment or tasked not tasked, assigned a team, or maybe you have to grow a team and you need a a great team. Oh, but, but the, the attitudes on the team or, you know, relationships are, (laughs) the relation, relationships are, um, that's a whole other podcast relationships with people, but all these things produce endurance. Trials produce endurance. Um, you know, I was thinking even about, a wedding that we you know we talked about this couple's wedding a few months ago and I don't know how it happened but Emma and I became the the people who were who were directing the wedding the coordinating the wedding all the things for the wedding and it, w- it was really amazing by the way but there was an endurance there was an endurance that was needed and endurance hurts I mean we we woke up, the morning of the introduction, which is, um, right before the wedding here, we woke up, we got to our car, flat tire, yet we had to go about 30 minutes away and we got on a Boda Boda, which is a motorcycle. We, we rode all that way there. Endurance sees things through to the end. If you are a leader and you're going into 2022, you are called to be victorious more than a conqueror you let endurance have its full effect on you actually this year for me 2022 my word or words for the year is to play the long game let endurance have its full effect when i feel like i want to eat out and i know that my husband and i are saving money we're getting healthier Playing the long game means, nope, you take your hungry butt home and you go and you cook for your family. I mean, endurance plays its role in every single aspect. And when we're talking about leadership, if you leave anything on the table um, for someone who you're leading, meaning if you see something in them that you haven't pulled out, then then there's going to be something lacking. If you know that you need to be pouring into somebody, but you can't make the time to do it, then you are not letting endurance have its full effect. I don't know what it is for you. I am not sure um, what it means for you, what the endurance factor means for you. For me, it goes into playing the long game. For you, you might have gotten through trials, as as this word says trials that you have no control over but rejoice count it all joy count it all joy because it is producing endurance and the thing is that that it says in this scripture i love that it says count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds various kinds of course for you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance now the testing of your faith, do you, you do you know, before I came here, my faith I thought was so strong, but the thing is, is that it really had not been tested much. I thought it had. I thought my faith had been tested, but leadership is a huge testing of your faith. Do you believe that God has put these people on your team? Do you believe that God told you to start that podcast and did he give you a big vision for it that you would reach many and many people's hearts would be changed? Has your faith been tested and if your faith hasn't been tested then the endurance cannot come if you want to build endurance Then you have to hold on to your faith relentlessly um, But it's beautiful when it's tested because you know <laughs> you know whenever your faith is tested um, how much you were really standing on the Word of God so that's what's happened with me here when everything had been stripped away when I um, came no technology. We just see people for who they are. Um, that was one of the things, the word of God. And I, my faith has been tested like no other. And I counted all joy because there has been endurance. There has been this grit that has been built up where I will not let go. And so I pray that over you as well, that as you step into this 2022, this 2022 life of leadership, that there will be such an endurance that is built when there is a testing of your faith, and yet you will count it all joy, and you will see the endurance. You will see the finish line. That's something that's so crucial with faith is that faith is calling the things that aren't as though they are like abraham did calling the things that are not as though they are and and of course that has to be tested so you're going to see things that don't look like what you called for <laughs> you're going to see things if you have been saying oh my goodness i've had these dreams about babies i know god's giving me babies and you keep and you keep getting negative pregnancy tests well your faith has to be tested for endurance to be built. Now, there's much, much more that I could say about that. But as a leader, take it. Every First of all, you got to have faith. Second of all, your faith is going to be tested. Third, there's endurance built, but let it have its full effect. Don't give up when the resistance comes. Now, I've also learned this thing called investment. Sometimes uh, when we hear that word, I know we think about money, which is true. You can invest, and when you invest with your money, you'll get more money. That's the same principle in leadership, investment. I'm going to go to the uh, book of Matthew chapter 2, and I am looking at verse 11. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. They opening their, gift, their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, this is obviously about the wise men, and I know that's Christmas and it's not Christmas anymore, but it's so big. This lesson of investment, investing in people for who they are called to be. Now, the wise men showed up, and they saw a two-year-old. Some Lots of studies actually say that it was a two-year-old, that Jesus was two by the time they got there. Even if he wasn't two, he was a baby, right? He, or toddler. They got there, <laughs> and they gave him gifts. They bowed down and worshipped him. We sing about it at Christmas. But I want you to think about this. The wise men came, and they gave gifts to a two-year-old. Gold. If I give gold to a two-year-old, they will try to eat it and swallow it. If I give frankincense and myrrh, they will try to drink it um, or just be disinterested. The wise men did not give gifts to a two-year-old. They didn't bring rattles and toys. They brought treasure. So when I think about investment, I think about seeing our people as who God has called them to be. They saw Jesus, the wise men saw Jesus as a king. They did not see him as a child. When we look at our teams, We have to see our teams as royalty. We have to see our teams as created in the image of God with a high price, such a high price that God sent his only son and his only spirit to them. Now, when I'm thinking about that, I'm even talking about your Instagram followers. These are people who you are leading. I'm talking about the people on Facebook, the people on your podcast, the people who you see when you go to get your coffee every day. All of these people have a call of a king, a call of a queen, a royal priesthood on their lives. And so when you are leading them, are you leading them as a royal priesthood or are you leading them as a slave? How are you leading your people? I'm telling you, this one changes everything. It's a game changer for me. I even wish I would have started with this because I wouldn't have even ended. This thing of investment is you invest They didn't care what the kid wanted. These wise men did not care what the kid wanted. They cared what God said. What is God saying about your people? You need to invest in them. You invest in them. You get them to the place of the royal priesthood where they see who they are. They see their potential, the growth. Start the investment. Start what God wants you to start. Start. And, and watch things grow. They, they might have brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And we have no clue what happened to those things. The Bible says nothing else more about those things. We know that they were significant. But we have no clue... And they were prophetic, but we have no clue what happened to them after. Even if the treasures that you bring are just disregarded by (laughs) the child, right? Disregarded by your team or your followers, it does not matter. You are investing into a king. You are investing into a queen. So no matter, even if it's your family, your kids, when you're speaking into their lives, you are speaking those things that you See over their lives that God has shown you. You are speaking the things that God says about them. Even if they... I'm even thinking about a kid who's been in trouble with the law even. Like, you speak life over them. If if there's somebody who can cause trouble with the law, that means that they are a hell shaker. So that means you need to speak life over them. I mean... This one is so big. I think about, and I want you to think about the people who did this for you in your life. Even my husband, my husband does this for me all the time when I feel like, you know, (laughs) just, just not feeling it today. You know, if I'm in a place where I'm just having a blah day or in a funk or something, and my husband speaks things that are way bigger than a funk (laughs) over me, those are investments it does not matter what people do with it. You bow down and worship God and you bring gifts to his kids and you you pour pour in. So you don't you don't bring gifts fitting to where they are right now. You bring gifts to where God has them going, to to how God sees them. It did not matter that Jesus was a kid, he was still a king. It doesn't matter that that the people who you are leading don't listen to you or don't, um, maybe they don't communicate. Well, I'm sure Jesus didn't communicate. Well, he was too, right? And so if they, if that's the case, guess what? You'd still invest in them as a King. So these are some of the things that I've learned, some leadership lessons, but here are some takeaways, um, as we are wrapping this thing up. And again, I will put some resources in the show notes, but there's been um, this leadership concept that leadership is by design, not default. You can either have a culture by design or a culture by default. Now this is so popular. I've heard this on many, many podcasts. Um, And honestly, I went and researched it and I think it's John Maxwell, but I literally couldn't find the original. There are many, many people who quote that and they don't have an author. So A culture can be by design or by default. And actually, I saw this yesterday. We were at a meeting at church, and our land is being worked on. If you've seen the pictures on my Instagram, the land was used for trash. And so part of the land, like on the right side, is trash. On the left side, we're already starting some construction. (laughs) So I look at the land, and it's literally by design on the left side where their construction is or by default where the trash is on the right side. And I think about this in our leadership. The people who were putting the trash there those days that came and brought the trash, they had no clue that Res Life Church would be there having to clean up their trash. The things that just... Happened, oh, I'll just put my trash there. I'll just skip this meeting. I'll just wait until next time they make the same mistake. The default will end up looking like what I saw yesterday, which is a bunch of trash. And it's expensive to clean up. It's so expensive. Trash, We we can't sell the trash, but it's expensive to clean up. That's exactly how it is in our life and in our leadership. When you go into 2022, I want you to think about that, that you need to be designing in your life and in your leadership. We were actually created to design. We were created to create. We were not created just to default. The Bible says in Genesis chapter one, Darkness. there was darkness and the spirit hovered over the waters. Jesus did not let it be dark. He said, let there be light. He formed something. When you see that there is a, uh, a default culture that is happening in your home, in your family, in whatever it is that you are leading, you need to start designing. Design, design, design. Yes, it may be expensive. It will be expensive for us to design. It is expensive. Actually, we're paying for things like permits and paperwork that nobody will ever see. <laughs> you will be paying for things that nobody will ever see in order to clean up what has been defaulted. But when you do that, you are going to see the momentum increase. That's what happens with God. You start creating, you start designing, and then you see momentum. You will see momentum increase, and you will see His blessing because that's all about good stewardship, right? The next thing is um, assess often. If you start something new, This is from my rookie year. Assess often. Even if you are going 25 years strong, assess often. It can be in your teams, it can be in your family. Assess often. I think about the date nights that my husband and I have. You know, we're leading our family, we take our date nights, and often we assess. When I was teaching, I would often give my kids assessments almost every day, some kind of assessment to see what they've learned. If I did not give an assessment, then that means I have no idea what is being learned. And on our teams, we need to know the mindset of the people who are on our teams. I think about this. If, if I don't, if it's just me talking to, to our team members, and I never assess, and I don't know where their minds are. Your organization and your team will go where your mindsets are going. So if your mindsets are going to the default mindset, then that's where your team is going. But if you don't assess, then you're going to be very shocked whenever it goes to default and you'll get mad. You could get burnt out, just angry. God, I thought you said to do this. Why are we ending up in the default? Well, it's because you did not assess. You need to assess the mindsets. And I'm preaching to the choir here because taking time to assess feels like a waste of time. But if we take time, ask questions, see where the mindsets are, and sometimes this can, you take the, you take one of your highest leaders, you ask them one question and you see, um, one time, <laughs> one time recently, there was someone who said, uh, something, something to the fact of, if they come by and see this, then this will not be good. And it showed me a mindset. It showed me the mindset of this leadership needs some, need some improving because this person has a if I get caught mindset and that mindset is, is a toxic mindset. And where does it come from? That's what you dive deeper into. Doesn't mean that the person is bad, it means that, that somebody has given them that mindset and entrusted that to them, which is not healthy and it needed needed to be realigned. And when you reassess often, you can realign quickly. If you don't reassess often, then you will not be able to realign quickly. You will be paying for the rubbish to clean up the rubbish. And and let me tell you something. It is not pretty. I'm actually going to post a picture of the rubbish on my Instagram so you can see. It's like a mountain. You think you're stepping on green grass and there's rubbish underneath the ground. Well, not green grass, like the ground. There's rubbish under there. It's really crazy. You know, the the last and um, and final leadership takeaway that I want you to have from today is laugh often, laugh, 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 laugh. I've gotten to a point where where I just tell myself laugh, and then I just start laughing <laughs> because why? Are we taking things so serious? Now, obviously, I know God's entrusted us with this, we take it serious. But Jesus even walked on water and scared people. I mean, laugh. Create the culture of laughter. Laughter is medicine. I, I look at my husband sometimes and I'll say, laugh, <laughs> because he is someone of huge responsibility and huge capacity. And I think it's such a good lesson for 2022. What if we just once a day commanded ourselves to laugh? What kind of difference would that make? Commanded our team to laugh. Take, take um, two minutes out of your meetings and laugh as a team. Laugh together. You know, how crazy it would be. Yes, but taking that time to, to remind yourself of the joy, remind yourself of the joy that's on the inside of you. Today has been um, great. I'm excited for what's to come in 2022. I'm interviewing some people this month. You're going to hear more about leadership. Actually, leadership is my love language these days. Um, I just love it. And with as my story, as you've heard in my story, with everything stripped away, it's the relationships, the endurance, the investment, the designing the assessing, and the laughter that has really proven to be true. So as you go on, I want you to go out, take these leadership lessons, even dive in more, read the Bible, and make good choices. I will talk to you next week.